Hello everyone, Bobby Wilson here from the TNT College Football Podcast. Glad to be back on this evening. Hope everybody's doing well. If you're listening to this next installment, I'm continuing my FBS College Football Breakdown Series, continuing to break down all 133 teams at the FBS College Football level. And in this installment, I will continue with the BYU Cougars, who last season went 8-5 and five as an independent. And of course, I are joining the Big 12 Conference this year for 2023 moving forward. So a huge honor uh, for a storied program, a program that deserves this opportunity. Um, they've been 12 years uh, as an independent after leaving the Mountain West, and uh, things have obviously really worked out for the BYU Cougars um, and, and everything that they've been able to do. Um, BYU consistently has had a very, very good offense but, but last year they struggled defensively, being one of the bottom teams in the country in a lot of defensive categories. So a, a complete change um, from the defensive coaching staff and a lot of really, really talented coaches now uh, part of this staff. And I'll, I'll get to that momentarily, uh, but something really to look forward to as a BYU fan uh, as some really, really good coaches stepping in on that side of the ball. And like I said, I'll get to it, but let's go ahead and dive into the breakdown, uh, breaking down the BYU Cougars. They play, of course, at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Could possibly be uh, the most scenic venue to watch a football game in college football, right in the mountains. Uh, just a beautiful, beautiful place. Uh, I cannot wait to get to Provo, Utah in the future to see a game at uh, Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Seats 63,470, um, and a, one of the most passionate fan bases in college football. As Like I've said, throughout, throughout their storied history, they've had just amazing success um, from the top down. And, uh, now moving to a coach on the rise within the program, and, and I'm going to go with their new defensive coordinator, associate head coach, defensive coordinator, safeties coach, Jay Hill. Uh, J Coach Hill uh, comes to BYU after serving as the head coach at FCS Weber State since 2014, uh, having a tremendous uh, track record at the FCS level, going 68 and 39 during his time there, uh, turned them into a, a perennial power, honestly, reaching the FCS quarterfinals twice, the semifinals once. Last year they made it to the second round. Um, in six of his nine years, they reached the FCS playoffs. So an absolutely fantastic tenure at Weber State, and BYU is lucky to have him. Uh, his coaching stops along the way. He served uh, for many, many years at Utah from 05, 06, all the way to uh, 2013 before he took the Weber State job. Uh, had multiple roles during his time there, was a cornerbacks coach, running backs coach, tight end coach. Um, so tons of experience all over the football field. He he uh, is from the state of Utah, so he's he's been there and done that, played at the University of Utah uh, before playing in the NFL and briefly in the XFL. So like I said, Coach Hill is a unbelievable addition to this staff. Uh, coming off some amazing success as an FCS head coach. And he has brought along some really, really good pieces um, for this coaching staff. He was able to keep on cornerbacks coach 
Gennaro Guilford, who is a value, valued recruiter for this program, and brought in uh, former Cougar Kelly Papinga to work on the, the edge rushers, Justin Ina to be the linebackers coach, and then former Utah Ute uh, Sione Pahawa at, as a defensive tackles coach. So, like I said, some really, really talented uh, coaches on this defensive side of the ball um, that, that I just felt should be mentioned as well. Um, as this unit has to rise to the occasion and has to improve for BYU to have any success moving forward because now they play 10 Power 5 games, whereas in the past 12 years, as an independent, they have not been doing that. So depth could be a concern slightly moving forward, but time will tell. I think this is a program that that has that has uh, done really, really well, obviously. And, and the jump up could, could lead to maybe some question marks at the very beginning, but I don't think there's any question that this program deserves to be where they are right now. Looking at their 2023 schedule, uh, they open up against Sam Houston State. Then they play Southern Utah. Then they go to Arkansas. That is their non-conference schedule, going to Arkansas. Obviously, an extremely tough opponent out of the SEC. And then they jump right into the Big 12 play. They play at Kansas. They host Cincinnati. Their first Big 12 home game is on a Thursday night. uh, Friday night, sorry. Big opportunity there in Provo. Then they go to TCU, host Texas Tech go to Texas, to West Virginia, then they host Iowa State, host Oklahoma, and go to Oklahoma State. I firmly believe that BYU is going to have potentially the biggest home field advantage in the Big 12 because they are the the team currently with the elevation aspect that that, uh, these other programs don't have to deal with. I'm not saying moving forward that that doesn't change. That's neither here nor there, and that's a complete another story for another podcast. But I think they have a distinct advantage, obviously, at that elevation aspect, where a lot of these other, where the, these other, I shouldn't say a lot, where these other teams in the Big Twelve just don't have it. Um, so if they're able to win their home games, they get six and six this year. They're fine. Then you steal a, a road win or two here or there could really set themselves up very nicely for a, for a very successful season in year one in the Big 12. Uh, now going to position-by-position position breakdown. Uh, the quarterback position is lucky to have another future pro leading the way. Obviously, they've had uh, Jaron Hall and, uh, and, and others, uh, Zach Wilson and the like recently who have been Pros, now they have Keaton Slovis transferring in from Pittsburgh, and he fits like a glove in this system. He ran a similar style while at USC in 2019 to 2021, and his leadership will be key for this football team. Uh, The transition should be seamless when it comes to Slovis running the show here. Uh, The running back room adds two key pieces from the transfer portal as well, Aiden Robinson from UNLV and Deion Smith from Colorado will be utilized a ton. Robbins uh, also was at Louisville before going to UNLV. He had 1,111 yards and nine touchdowns last season for the Rebels. And then Smith was Colorado's leading rusher last season at just under 400 yards uh, for the season. 
So adding two programs, top rushers, a uh, big opportunity there for uh, the Cougars. Uh, the receiving core welcomes back wide receivers uh, Cody Epps, Keanu Hill, Chase Roberts, and tight end Isaac Rex. All will benefit a great deal from Slovis's command of this offense. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if another piece is added via the portal uh, sometime between now and the start of the season. I know that, that that would have to be a grad transfer to be able to play right away. Uh, but I could see the Cougars trying to add a piece just because beyond those guys is a very, very inexperienced group. Uh, the offensive line lost valuable pieces, but could be even better with the additions that they have made. Uh, left tackle Kingsley Salomatea and uh, center Connor Pay return. Kingsley was a, is a former five-star recruit, one of the best recruits that BYU has ever gotten. And then the additions of Caleb Etienne from Oklahoma State, Paul Malai from Utah, Ian Fitzgerald from Missouri State, and Wylan Lapoa from Utah State are huge. Uh, Caleb Etienne started every game for Oklahoma State last year and is an all-conference level player, just an unbelievable player um, that BYU is lucky to have. He's a fantastic football player. Uh, defensively now, uh, BYU's fate in year one in the Big 12 will come down to how much the defense improves from 2022 to 2023. It's that, it's, I don't want to say it's that simple, but there, there, there is a distinct improvement that must be made uh, the defensive line returns defensive ends uh, defensive end tyler batty and then defensive tackles caden hawes and antoniza mohai uh, the additions of jackson cravens and isaiah bagna from boise state and wyatt daw from southern utah are huge uh, both the boise state additions of cravens and bagna could could very well start on this unit um, big additions there uh, the linebacking core returns valuable weapons in Max Tooley and Ben Bywater. Uh, Bywater had 98 tackles and three interceptions last year, and he can do it all. He is a great cornerstone for this defense to build around. <clears throat> the additions of uh, A.J. Vongpahanchitu, uh, I apologize for butchering that, from Utah State, and then Harrison Taggart from Oregon are massive. Both can step in right away and really contribute instantly for this defense and then the secondary returns talented pieces and safeties micah harper malik moore and talon alfrey uh, along with cornerback jacob robinson and the additions of eddie heckard from weber state and dylan flora flowers from southern utah provide depth heckard was an fcs all-american last year and should shine in this system he was an fcs all-american for for Jay Hill, the new defensive coordinator who was his head coach at Weber State. Um, special teams, uh, punter Ryan Rakow is one of the best in college football. He averaged over 46 yards last season. Uh, he had a long, I believe it was 71, boomed many, many punts over 50 yards. Obviously, obviously elevation helps with that, but he has an amazing leg. And kicking is unsettled, though, and we'll see a battle between multiple options. There's three, four, even five guys that could battle for the kicking job uh, before that's settled. Uh, now, final analysis is my opinion for BYU heading into the year. Uh, BYU is finally a Power 5 program, and it is a well-deserved honor for a storied program. It, it, but it may be a lot to ask for them to contend in year one for a Big 12 title. 
especially with how much the defense must improve, must improve. Um, but they have a fantastic defensive coaching staff. They brought in some really good pieces. So I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm not because uh, the offense will do their part. The offense should be pretty darn good. They have a great leader in Keevan Slovis at quarterback, some really talented transfers coming in at running back should have a really talented offensive line and a receiving core that if they stay healthy, will be very productive. Um, but again, making a jump from going into from being independent for 12 years to then playing 10 power five games in one season is a tall task for anyone. Uh, but this program has proven before, has a storied history that they can do it. And, and it wouldn't blow my mind if they were able to contribute and contend early. Um, the middle of the pack in the Big 12, I think everyone from, say, 4 to 13 in the conference is really, really close. I think there's a definitive gap with Texas and, say, TCU and Oklahoma and even Kansas State. I think those top four we kind of get. So five through 13, I think, are all right there, and it could finish in any order um, with with the, with the how it could happen. So there's no doubt in my mind that BYU can be in not only the top half of the Big 12 race, but maybe even the top third of the Big 12 race if everything falls into place. And, the, and like, I, like I keep saying, if the defense rises to the occasion, which I think they can, and the offense does what we think that they can do. So I think there's a lot of excitement, obviously. There, I shouldn't say I think. There obviously is a lot of excitement around this program moving up to the Big 12. And it's well-deserved and uh, really excited to see the Cougars moving forward. So uh, thank you for tuning into this breakdown. Hope you enjoyed it. It's one of my the favorite things that I do every year, breaking down all the teams in FBS college football. Uh, please like, subscribe, wherever you listen to the podcast, and then give the podcast Twitter account a follow at TNT College Foot One. Everybody have a good night. God bless.